Hello and welcome to the first of a series of informative podcasts from UK Hospitality. Over the next few months we will be talking to leading figures in our industry and discussing a range of topics and subjects. We will also be visiting several visitor attractions and talking to local businesses about their hopes and fears and talking to local politicians and business operators too. Today I'm joined by Kate Nichols, the CEO of UK Hospitality. Hello. And Kate, can I start by asking you to share with us all how the merger between the ALMR and the BHA came about and how that integration is going? Well, the merger came about uh, this time last year. We'd done a piece of work together collectively on national minimum wage um, and responding to the Low Pay Commission and the government's consultations on national living wage. And as part of doing that joint piece of work, uh, commissioning research with KPMG, going in jointly to see the Treasury, making a single message and a single voice for um, the industry's ask, we were successful in getting changes in legislation and we estimate that that saved the sector about £1.5 billion. On the back of that, our two boards said, how can we do more of this? How can we be more effective on behalf of our members? How can we get the cut through that we desperately need and the recognition that hospitality deserves? Um, And came together to have a chat about how we could formalise the collaboration and cooperation. Very rapidly it was apparent that there was nothing that really divided the two organisations the membership had a lot in common, the issues were the same, and that the best way of cooperating more formally was to to move forward into a full um, merger in order to create that one voice that both organisations had been working for separately. Um, That vote happened in February. The merger was completed on the 1st of May. I think it must be the most rapid merger in the the history of anything that I've been involved in um, over my my last 20, 30 years in hospitality. Uh, And the integration is coming on a pace. So we've um, rapidly joined the two teams together. We have a single office um, and we're overhauling all of our marketing and communications to members to make sure that we're ever more effective in providing good member services. So when we um, watch and listen to the media and especially politicians at the moment, the subject of Brexit is, mm-hmm. is never far away and clearly the final deal in whatever shape that would be is going to have an impact on the hospitality sector as much or if not more than on any other. Could you summarise for us what a good deal would look like for hospitality and where you have most concerns about what the government to do. I think what we need is a good deal for hospitality is probably pretty much the same as what a good deal for UK PLC looks like, which is uh, frictionless trade, uh, free-ish movement of people in and out to meet the needs of the economy, um, and to allow the UK to capitalise on the benefits of being outside of the EU and having the ability to engage and, and negotiate trade deals directly with the rest of the world. So it's an ambition for the UK to grow in scope and scale um, and to have a, a vibrant role in the, the world stage as well as on the EU stage uh, and it's making sure that that is delivered without compromising too much so it's, it's really it's a, an easy easy thing to deliver in, 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 in reality um, but uh, it's a, a challenging time to work through for hospitality and for the UK government um, so where are the most concerns the biggest concern for hospitality has to be around labour 
and free movement of workers. We already know that hospitality is struggling with a workforce shortage. It's not a skills shortage per se, it's simply a demographic deficit where we've got fewer young people, fewer workers available to us in the UK economy, and we have severe labour shortages, which means businesses already cannot staff to the level that they would want to to provide the service that they need. Um, secondly, the risk is around um, trade and some food supply. We know that if we have uh, no facilitated customs arrangement in the UK, then we will have uh, lorries parked up either sides of the border um, in Calais um, and uh, in Dover um, and Amsterdam and the ports on the North Sea coast, as well as over the course of, of, of Ireland. You know, you've probably got about 170 transactions a day going off over the border in Ireland alone in terms of food and drink. We know that any second of delay that occurs at the border will result in a knock-on effect. The UK, we've got used to having just-in-time ordering, so the UK only has three days' food supply. So our big concern there is, you know, can we make sure that goods flow seamlessly, that we don't have huge increases? And the third and final area of risk and concern is around the more general economy and the currency. Um, a, a prolonged period of political instability, uncertainty about the future of the government, uncertainty about the Brexit deal is meaning that the pound is bumping along the bottom and that has an impact on our food costs and it means that consumers are having to pay more for their goods. We know also that uh, the organisation has been very active and very successful in getting the government to recognise the issues around business rates, something that all the members are impacted by. Why is it, do you think, the government seems so reluctant to really address and modernise how business rates are assessed? Yes, I think after Brexit, business rates is the second biggest issue that our members are facing. It's having a very direct impact on their cost structure. Uh, and as you say, we've managed to nudge the government along to make small incremental changes to make a bad situation a little bit better for hospitality. Um, and again, we, we estimate that saved our members a billion pounds last year. Um, why is the government reluctant to address the issue of business rates? It's a, it's a, it's a big nettle to grasp, really. Um, business rates have the virtue of being uh, very difficult to avoid, so you can't have tax evasion and tax avoidance by most businesses, and they raise a very sizable sum for the government, about £27 billion, very easily raised from physical premises. Um, in contrast, if you look at any of the other solutions uh, that wouldn't be fit for a 21st century digital economy, which is what we desperately need, they're more complicated, they're more complex, and the government is reluctant to move ahead on a system which might mean it raises less money for local public services. Finally, Kate, I know that you are keen for UK hospitality to have the loudest possible voice. And so what can members do to actively support the work that you and your team are doing here at Head Office? I think first and foremost, it, it, size does matter in this context. So um, the more effective we are is dependent upon the number of members we've got. So at a very simple level, being involved being a member of your trade association encouraging your peers to get involved and be a member of that trade association will immeasurably help. The more companies that stand outside a trade body like ours the more the government can divide and conquer and we've been very clear that what we need to do is create one strong voice to avoid them doing that. Secondly it's about keeping informed, making sure that you know what's going on uh, making sure that you have access to our best advice, guidance inputs so that you can keep yourself informed and you can come back to us with access comment about the impact that it will have commercially on your business if the government changes legislation or fails to act in a certain way. 
And then thirdly, it's getting involved. We have a large number of seminars, webinars, um, events uh, and conferences, networking events, social events, which will allow you to hear and learn at first hand the work that we're doing um, and help to shape the services that we offer to our members. Um, also, we have policy groups. So if there's a particular issue of policy of concern or um, you want to talk about what's happening in your local area, we have meetings that are taking place throughout the country and throughout the year that will allow you to do that. So get involved, keep informed and bring uh, as many of your peers together as possible to create the broadest possible voice. So for those who are unaware just of the size of the organisation as it is today, could you give uh, everyone who's listening an idea of how many companies are members, how many uh, people work in those companies and the value that that brings to the UK economy? Well, between us, we have 700 member companies. That's about 67,000 outlets across the UK, and they range from a single-site independent operator, pub, bar, coffee shop, restaurant, hotel, right the way through to the largest national chains. Um, we include also visitor attractions, contract catering, food service management, and we roughly represent two-thirds of all the hospitality businesses that are currently operating in the UK. So we have got that size and scale. We've got that strength in depth, um, but obviously we can do more. Those businesses as a hospitality sector, we collectively generate £130 billion worth of revenue for the government um, in terms of our total turnover. That's um, bigger than automotive, pharmaceuticals, uh, aerospace put together. 3.2 million employees in those businesses, so we are the third largest private sector employer. And crucially, we generate £39 billion a year in tax revenue, funding vital public services locally and nationally. Um, to put that in context, that's that's about £750 million a week, so it dwarfs the Brexit dividend. And our message to government is that um, if you want to, to protect the investment that you want to make in our public services, then you need to secure the high street dividend and the hospitality dividend of that £750 million. So we need the support to make sure we can continue generating and investing in UK PLC. Thank you so much for your time today, Kate. I know that uh, it's a busy week for you. As I said at the outset, this is the first of several podcasts that will be coming out during the rest of the year. We'll be back after the summer. Thank you for listening.